0: Garrett Smith is a 19-year-old late model crown jewel winner. Of the outlaw points battle tightened, sort of. Rico Abreu swept in California and we had a sprint car crash before a race even started. Let's go. It's Monday, October 17th. I'm Justin Fiedler. This is Dirt Tracker Daily. Lucas Olay Model Dirt Series season closed out over the weekend with the Dirt Track World Championship at Portsmouth Raceway Park. Tim McCready was crowned series champion for the second straight year. Obviously, no secret. Uh, we knew this one was wrapped up before the weekend even started. But six wins, 28 top fives, and 45 top tens in 54 races was more than enough to take down the title for TMAC with the final points margin back to Brandon Shepard being 265. The last three seasons with Lucas, if you can get your average finish with the series into the sixes, you'll have a shot at the title. McCready was 6.1 last year, 6.2 this season. Jimmy Owens was 6.8 in 2020. So going into 2023, we know what we're looking for here from a champion. After McCready blew his engine in Knoxville back on September 18th and finished 25th, the door I think was maybe slightly open for Shepard here. But T-Mac ended up closing strong over the final five nights. Two wins, four top fives, and a six got the job done. Congrats to McCready and his Paler Motorsports team. Really great season for them. Garrett Alberson was the Rookie of the Year, topping Dalton Wilson, Spencer Hughes, and Ross Robinson. As for Saturday night's race, we will all obviously remember the first win for 19-year-old Garrett Smith and obviously his first crown jewel win, $100,000. But outside of that, this one was really notable for not much else. The entire race was completely locked down on the bottom. Passing was difficult, and you probably could have guessed early on, but tires became a problem late in the race. Bunch of guys had issues, some even with multiple flats. Smith was able to survive and save enough tire to get to the end. McCready and Mike Marler rounded out the podium. In his previous 25 Lucas appearances, Smith's best finish was a 6th at Houston's that happened back in July this year. He did lead laps and finished second with the Outlaws at World Finals in 2021. With passing tough all weekend, I think that quick time on Friday night kind of ended up being really important here. That gave him the pole the of his heat race. He ended up winning that uh, and then got on the pole of the main event and led all 100 laps. Definitely a win I didn't see coming and I'm not sure anyone else did either. This is one of those races, I think, where the numbers don't really paint the picture. We had 90 total position changes. That's normally pretty good for one of these races. Jonathan Davenport went 20th to 6th to earn Hard Charger. But all of the passing was really because of the tire problems. Definitely a ho-hum way to kind of end the year for Lucas. Behind McCready and Shepard in the standings, Ricky Thornton Jr. ended up third, Hudson O'Neill fourth, and Earl Pearson Jr. was fifth. With Lucas now done, we've still got a few outlaw shows left, including world finals. There are also some flow and XR races left as well. There's some other bigger regional stuff to watch. So, uh, Super late model season, not quite done just yet. Moving over to the World of Outlaws Sprint Car Series, the gap between the top two in the standings got smaller for the second straight week, with David Gravel winning Friday night at I-80 and finishing a spot ahead of Leader Brad Sweet on Saturday at Lakeside. With the postponed National Open and three nights at World Finals still to go, the gap is now 54 points between the two. That's down from 66 before the weekend and down from 94 before Port Royal. I told you back on Friday that Gravel needed to average beating Sweet by five and a half spots per night the rest of the way to pull even. And while Gravel did make up ground, it really wasn't enough. The narrative you'll continue to hear is that things are tighter, and they are, that's true, but it gets more difficult as the nights tick off. So taking 12 points out of the lead was good, but his task is actually tougher now. So 54 points is 27 positions, that's two two points per spot. But over four races, that means he now has to top Sweet by 6.75 spots per night, so that's up from 5.5. Gravel is good at the Grove, but that place isn't such a problem for Sweet anymore. We've seen him win and and run up front there. And Gravel's won five times in recent seasons at Charlotte, but the Big Cat has 11 top 10s in 14 races. I think this is still very much in Sweet's control, and it will probably take a crazy run to the end for Gravel to really have a shot here. Looking at this past weekend specifically, Gravel obviously won Friday at I-80. That was the final Ward of Outlaws race there. And they actually had their final race ever there on Saturday night. There was a weird situation also before the B-Main where we had cars wrecked while they were lining up for the race. Tim Essenson checked up in front of Matt Jewell and Zach Hampton, and Hampton ended up going for a tumble. He actually drove kind of over the left front of Matt Jewell's car. Jewell's out of the race. That front end was completely destroyed. Hampton out of the race. uh, His car obviously with a bunch of damage uh Essenson was fine he was able to continue you don't see guys crash like that uh, you know very often running kind of back to the pace truck but with the way things go sometimes it's probably a miracle that it doesn't happen more often you know it's that situation where the pace truck or pace car kind of gets out away from the field lets the guys kind of buzz the track before they kind of get lined up for the final start but uh definitely a weird situation there On Saturday night at Lakeside, we had great racing between Gio Selzy and Logan Shuhart, but James McFadden got to the lead with 11 to go and bagged his first Outlaw win of 2022. It was the 99th series win for Roth Motorsports, and McFadden is the 15th Roth driver to win an Outlaw show. You've got to wonder here if Roth sacking Kerry Madsen earlier in the week was maybe a little bit of extra motivation here for JMac. Saturday was also the Dennis Roth Classic out in California. I had several comments on Friday's show about McFadden's future in that car, so this hopefully takes a little bit of pressure off of that team. The Outlaws are at the Grove on Saturday this week for the $75,000 National Open. We'll talk about that later in the week. Speaking of California, great racing Friday and Saturday out there with the NARC 410s. Friday at Hanford, we had Rico Abreu, Dominic Selzy, Justin Sanders, and Corey Day all in the mix. Guys were throwing sliders, really battling all the way to the end. Rico ended up coming out on top in that one, and then the fun continued on Saturday at Tulare. Dominic Selzy was out front for most of the race while Day and Rico battled behind him, but Rico got by Selzy late to sweep the weekend. We hadn't seen Rico win a NARC show since 2019, and even though he didn't get a win, it was a good weekend for Selzy. He extended his points lead over Willie Croft, and there are only two races left in the NARC season. The other uh, big money on the line over the weekend was with the Short Trek Super Series at Port Royal, $50,000 to win on Saturday night. And with the season he's had so far, Stuart Friesen really needed that one. The problem, though, was he ran into a white hot Matt Shepard. Both drivers started way down the order, Shepard from 11th, Friesen from 24th. The Helmar 44 was in control late in the 75 lap, but his tires started to fade and Shepard was right there. The 9S took the lead on the white flag lap and drove on to the win. So Super Dirt Week and Port Royal and back-to-back weeks. That just adds to Shepard's incredible year. He's also going to win all three Short Track Super Series Championships and the Super Dirt Car Series title. Short Track Super Series is back this coming Friday night at Orange County Fair Speedway. The inaugural season for the Extreme Outlaw Midgets is over now, and Zach Dom was able to lock down the first ever series championship on Saturday night, but it turned out to be an adventure. He won last Thursday night at Port City, but when things moved over to I-44 Riverside, bad luck almost completely ruined it. They had engine issues on Friday. Dom actually ended up eventually finishing 12th in that one after a trip to the work area. For Saturday, his teammate Ethan Mitchell jumped in a Dave McDalby car because they took the engine out of Mitchell's car and put it in Dom's car after the Friday problems. That team famously runs Honda Power, which is good, but it's a little unreliable at times. In the Saturday show, Dom was running away with the win in his heat when his engine let go in a big way on the final lap. From there, it was an absolute mad scramble to get a car ready for him as the Bundybilt team was basically out of bullets. Chad Boat rolled one of his backup cars out of the trailer and guys from several teams, including CBI, Dave Mack, and others, thrashed to get it put together in time for the feature. Dom took a provisional and needed to finish 14th or better to guarantee the title, and he ended up doing just that. A ninth-place finish locked down the championship he topped Bryant Wiedemann and Branham Crouch. Crouch actually wrapped up the Power Eye National Major Championship over the weekend. As for the race winners, Kenna McIntosh made it nine winners in nine races on Friday night, while Jade Avedishian became the first repeat winner of the season, topping the field on Saturday. She nearly threw it away with late contact with the wall, but kept it together and then fought off a challenge on the final lap from Wiedemann. Kudos to Wiedemann. He raced her hard but clean. Uh, and that was in a situation where he absolutely needed to uh, get the win to try and get the title. And uh, I think a lot of cases with the midget stuff, you would have seen, uh, you know, a, a sketchy move there. Not great move there, but Wiedemann uh, kept it clean. Extreme Sprint Car Series closes out their year in a few weeks down at Devil's Bowl. Other weekend open wheel winners included Shane Cockrum in the Bettenhausen 100 for the Silver Crown Series. Kaylee Bryson made history in that one. She was the first woman driver to ever start on the front row of a Silver Crown race and the first woman to ever lead laps in a Silver Crown race. She eventually led 72 of the 100 circuits, but had to settle for fifth at the end. Headed to the finale this week at IRP, Logan Seavey has just three points on Cody Swanson for the Silver Crown Championship. Blake Hahn swept the ASCS weekend at Devil's Bowl and will roll to his second straight series title with just two uh, race nights left. Justin Whittle won at Port Royal on Friday. Danny Diedrich was the winner at Lincoln, and Robert Ballou won the Kokomo Clash. Other weekend late model winners included Trevor Gundaker and Logan Martin with the MLRA at Tri-City. Carson Ferguson won the $10,000 Southern Nationals Makeup Race at Swainsboro. And Mark Whitener was a $10,000 Crate winner at Golden Isles. Streaming schedule uh, is quiet today. Just Flow Racing 24-7 playing. To see the full daily streaming schedule with links to watch, visit dirttracker.com slash watch tonight. That's it for the show today. Have a good Monday. Please hit that like button and subscribe to the show if you don't uh, don't do so already. Thanks everybody for tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow for more Dirt Tracker Daily.